Welcome to the Weekly Hijack Special Edition. <laughs> so, um, this is a little late in coming, but... That's my fault. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> we thought we'd be, it'd be fun to talk about the final season of Once Upon a Time. Going back to one of our old mainstays of the program. Just because we'd, we figured we'd talked about it so long and now that the series is finally finished, it'd be nice to just talk about Season 7 and uh, the highs and lows and just uh, what we thought about it. And of course, we it wouldn't be right to do a Once Upon a Time hijack without Natasha here. So she's, hey! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's, it's good to all make sure we have a feminine perspective, <laughs> especially on a show like this. Uh, so, season seven was quite different. And I think that was in its favor. That was definitely a strength for it, I, I think. Honestly, at, toward the end of it, I was I was kind of wishing that more of the show overall had been sort of like this. Mm-hmm. That they kind of would... Maybe they, they could have cycled through, I don't know, maybe not even just settings, but at least casts a little bit. Yeah, because, I mean, when we were hijacking, one of the biggest problems was that they just kept trying to reuse certain things. And it was just so, the season seven was so fresh in so many ways. And not only was it fresh, but most of the worst excesses of Once Upon a Time were much more downplayed. The, like, crazy magical items, you know, the flashbacks that don't matter. Yeah. That sort of stuff. I, and obviously that's partly because they probably set out to be sort of a retooling of it. Yeah. And what sometimes would they would they always seem to come up each season with kind of a new big thing. They were good at coming up with new big things. The problem is they fell into old ruts too much, and they needed a very substantial break. It mm-hmm. seemed like to kind of break off some of their old habits. One of the main things I think was a strength of Seven was the new was characters. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe we just touch base here. It's interesting that a large chunk of the characters were basically like. Tangled characters. <laughs> Lots of Rapunzel. Rapunzel-ish <laughs> stuff. But, like, done... <laughs> Natasha <than> would... <laughs> yes. More than one Rapunzel. Somehow. Uh, but Natasha was saying that in many times, once it's at its best when it takes the fairy tale and, like, completely rearranges it. Mm. Um, and it's almost weak is when it tries to copy the fairy tale. Too much. But the, the Rapunzel was really neat because Mother Gotha was a very different story. Mm-hmm. The, the Rapunzel was strange. You threw a hook in there. <laughs> you know, and then Alice, Alice, who I thought was one of the s- strongest characters. She was a in- very interesting actress. Yeah. I enjoyed watching her in just about every scene. Uh, I guess the, let's start with kind of the, they set up with, with Henry and Cinderella at first. Okay. Um, beginning of the season, I was not super fond of the older guy playing Henry. I don't know, but he, it took me a long time to buy into that this was the same guy. Right. Mm. He was okay, but it wasn't Henry, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was like maybe partly because I look mostly the same way that I did since I went right. to college. <laughs> so I mean, I know that's partly me. I, I I sometimes look at pictures of other people like, oh, they've they've gotten old. Oh, yeah. Wait, I'm the same age. I I forget that I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm the weird one. Um, but it's like he looks so different. But the more it got into it, and even toward later season, where we saw it could bounce back between the two, <laughs> two. Uh-huh. the two Henrys, it worked I, decently. I could by sort then. of, yeah. At that point, I don't know if he had just studied it long enough. I sort of got some more Henry little ticks. Yeah, I saw those too. Yeah. So, also the Cinderella at the beginning of the season, I did not like that much. That she also grew on me. Yeah, early on she seemed very much a what did they call her today when I was talking? To, she's almost like an Emma two yeah. <laughs> like, like I need a good mother and I'll worry about stuff, but I can also kick butt and 
Well, you know? the thing that, like, so the very first episode where they show them falling in love, I just didn't buy. Yeah. I was like, dude, this girl just stole your bike, your yeah. motorcycle. I mean, yeah. that's, and you're stranded. Like, that's not just something you shrug off. It's like, oh, you silly thing. Yeah. Like, I would be really offended. And it's like, so I didn't really buy that romance. But again, it took, it, which was surprising because I loved the Snow Charming stuff right away. Mm-hmm. But eventually I felt like, their chemistry at least got cute to watch. Yeah, no, I agree. It got better. I was telling Natasha today, this is unrelated, but I just thought of something I'd say, that if you had a drinking game this season, I think we drink every time they said the word beignet. It's just the it, word. It just, they said it like all, <laughs> like the, sec, the second half of the season, it's like all over the place. What's the beignets? I don't even know what those are. Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of French Louisiana food. But they were constantly talking about them. <laughs> yeah. I think part of the problem with um, Cinderella is she is, uh, for most of the storyline, she's like this person in distress. I mean, damsel mm. in distress, kind of. She's, you know, the underdog, and she's complaining about it a lot. Mm. She's just not very likable in that way. She's mm. just like, I don't know, It that's not her fault, just the problem in the storytelling. But Yeah. Uh, no, I think that's that's a good point. The the complaining character never makes you endearing to her. Like right. long suffering, sure. You know she has problems to overcome. That makes sense. But when a character you feel like they're whiny about it, that's that is a storytelling <laughs> problem. I thought it was interesting this season how they kind of the different levels of people being awake. Yes, that was different. Mm-hmm. That it was, added a lot of different drama, which is it, it's interesting because. Before the season, I'm not sure I would have believed that a new version of the curse would have could have been all that interesting. I feel mm-hmm. like you've done this amnesia curse thing so many times. How can you possibly do a different take on it? Yeah. But this time they really did. Part of it because people like Regina <laughs> has so much experience with curses by yeah. this point. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it, but it was interesting. Sometimes them being awake, sometimes them not. Um, I feel like at the very beginning you didn't know whether or not uh, Rumpelstiltskin, <laughs> yeah. aka uh, Weaver, Weaver. That's right. Uh, at the very beginning, he wasn't, and then there was one episode where he was like, "Okay, he's awake now." Yeah, which is kind of cool. And then being as the actor, being as awesome as he, ever, and he plays as so many versions of himself. I mean, okay, let's do let's do Weaver here, Rubble Siltskin. Mm-hmm. The best thing they did, and this sounds weird, is getting rid of Bell. <laughs> In the sense, it's not that mind Bell, but as a plot point for Rumpel, mm-hmm. you were at a dead end dramatically. I think to keep you know to. They've done the him betraying, or he's done the struggling, but the fact that he had a good life and now he needs to get rid of his immortality—that's a whole new ball game. Yes, and it was yet another version of an interesting Rumple story. Well, so two things: um, one, that up montage sequence oh, with Rumple still skin. Oh yeah. Oh, so it was so beautiful. It and was so heartbreaking and so wonderful. That was fantastic. And it was good Rumple. Like, they didn't play with this, like, I'm turning bad again. They did some, like, I might use weird methods. Right. But not... Well, that, that's what I was going to say. The second thing is we finally, finally got to see what a reformed Rumpelstiltskin would look like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it took forever. <laughs> but, I mean, like, even even in, in his Weaver form, at, at first you're like, oh, he's being really caustic and all this kind of stuff against um, the Hook guy. But... Rogers, Rogers, but <laughs> but that was kind of an exterior show. That you so basically the actions he was doing, he was generally being a, a good guy. See, he's a good guy with all the connivingness of Rumple. Yes, which is what we'd want. <laughs> 
for um, a long time. I mean, I wish if I had one complaint, I wish he would have worked better with Regina because uh, yeah. it feels like that was always well, was a still, missed opportunity. Yeah. But I know they have weird histories. <laughs> Everyone has weird <laughs> histories. I think that one time Regina comes back, it's like, look, I'm not here to compare timelines with you. <laughs> I won't do that. We'll do characters. I got another. But um, I thought the I thought Ivy was very strong, interesting, and strong character. Okay, I have to refer- um, Drusilla Dr- was that her name? Yeah. Okay. The yes, this whole thing was weird because like you started watching the season, I didn't for a long yeah. time because I was like ah, and then you said no, this is really good, so it's like well, okay, I'll catch up, and, then, and so then I caught up, and then you stopped watching. I know it was fun. <laughs> so I got lo- I, it went on break, and then like I forgot to pick it back up. So <laughs> so we were on like. Yeah. Different timelines. Different timelines, exactly. So, I, yeah, she's, she was the stepsister that was basically sort of running the show. But you didn't while. know for, like, six episodes. I mean, it was a pretty good reveal, I thought. Yeah, it was It was interesting. I thought this whole season they kept kind of changing who the villain was going to mm-hmm. be, which I was not expecting that. I was You expected, okay, this is right. going to be the villain for the whole season. And right, I was really surprised when they killed off one and then sent away another. And then, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, now we have Mother Gothel at the end. But. Yeah, yeah. And with a, with a, a serial killer in the middle, which was right, yeah. <laughs> weirdest. Pl- I mean, it worked, but I was it was strange. <laughs> They've gotten a lot of traction on Hansel and Gretel over the season. <laughs> yeah, and Blind Witch, which yeah, the, 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 the whole callback to the Blind Witch is like okay, that's a callback <laughs> from a couple episodes I didn't ever expect to come back. <laughs> But, I mean, the whole rotating villains thing made it, kept it fresh. It was mm-hmm. like, it, it, they they weren't content to just stay with one status quo for too long and drag it out. It, it actually was really refreshing and just breaking up the plot lines that way, I thought. I felt like there were a couple of times this season where they, like, kind of started a plot line and then they, like, they never quite finished it or explained it or fleshed it out. I feel like Nick, which was Jack, yeah. which was Hansel, <laughs> um, I feel like... There was supposed to be more there before the Hansel thing happened. Mm. He's like best friend and right. All the- best friend apparently has history with Henry. Jacinda too, oh. um, or at least in her memories. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, yeah. I do wonder if some of that. I, I feel like it was kind of the they may have planted ideas in case it was going to be a longer running yeah. show after this one season. I think it was like in the halfway point did they find out this is it yeah I don't know they weren't, there weren't bad things just some things you saw in like you know what I bet there was going to be more there yeah like another one thing I was thinking of I bet we might have seen other alternate versions of, fair, of fairy tale characters that we've seen before because mm-hmm. that was sort of the setup initially of the seasons like okay this is why we have another Cinderella because there's a completely different version of Cinderella and new version of Alice because we'd seen Alice in a in what the a previous Wonderland so, yeah yeah and I wouldn't be surprised if there had originally had been planned to do more of that, but they wound up exploring the Wish Realm a whole lot more than <laughs> I think they may have expected to do. The wi- oh, We'll get there the in a second. The Wish Realm, not a Wish Realm? Yeah. Wish Realm, real realm? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the biggest thing there is, of course, is Hook. The the Which, I, I felt like the whole Hook timeline was one of the most egregious sorts of examples of hand-waving-ness. Because, like, so, <laughs> apparently, he got old enough to have a daughter that was Alice's age, and so then went back, and then health thing. But then when they went back to the Wish Realm, Blackbeard and Mr. Smee were the same age as they were before. <laughs> the, the, the timelines, the talk I were trying to figure out at, in the finale, and they're like, this thing does not work. No, it's just not <laughs> should be like, there should, like, be three or four versions of Henry at that point. Because... <laughs> that was so weird. So... 
And, okay, I remember one of the seasons we were really getting on the two writers, because they're the, in some ways, in these later seasons, the worst about the hand-waving. Uh-huh. Because, like, emotional ending, yay, but, like, no, you brought the realms together, but the Wish realm was here, and Henry was here, but they went back in time, so shouldn't there be at least two or three of the Henry <laughs> running around, and a couple Reginas, and... Oh, man. Well, and I think they realized, too, that they had made a big problem with the whole Wish realm when... Evil Henry's like, hey, yeah, you killed my grandparents. <laughs> and she's <Yeah>. like... <laughs> so here's the thing with wants. And like, you could, it's both a weakness and a strength. And this is just in general. They'll come up with some crazy ideas. Like the new, the Wish Realm hook. Uh-huh. Like, the, like, when I watched the episode, it was so convoluted. I'm like, what are you doing? But, but then the payoff, like they do good things with it after. Uh-huh. Like they have a habit of making stuff that's like, this is insane. And sometimes, like, and it makes no sense, but then they do good stories after that you're like, well, okay, I guess we'll deal with that. We'll, we'll, we'll work it into the system. Uh, and Zelina, to me, is the one of those examples. Like, Zelina, I would have killed off, like, two episodes, two seasons ago. <laughs> and then she ended up being, like... Actually, they finally redeemed her plotline. Finally. Line. Like, it took, like, three seasons. They finally made her, like, an interesting character. <laughs> like, have something to do. Uh-huh. But that whole, like, I was glad when they went, because they did the the classic Once Upon a Time thing, where, like, they wrap up their main storyline. They wrap up all the the Seattle stuff. Yeah. Like, the episode, two episodes before the end of the mm-hmm. show. And then, like, there's, because I think they, they structured the last two episodes as if it was one of their classic two-hour season finales, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. Where it was, like, about a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. And it was just so weird. It's like, yeah, this Wish Realm was originally supposed to be a once-off, so we weren't supposed to care about these fake characters. <laughs> characters. But now that they actually are all real characters, the fact that Regina actually killed a Snow and Charming is yeah. sort of awkward. Okay, let's... Evil Henry was great. <laughs> it, was, it was... I mean, that whole season finale was very interesting. Yeah. I mean, it was fun not only to have young Henry back. Yeah. But he did a great job. He did. Today. He did. And, I, and, you know, for I remember a couple of seasons ago thinking, this Wish Rumple has a plan. To, I mean, it felt like they wanted to do more with the Wish Rumple. Yeah. It, it, it was an interesting plan, too. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Some of that I was a little confused. It was, it was like, <laughs> why Why did ki- not killing him... I, I didn't quite get the Denouma there. Well, yeah, that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the whole... I remember liking Rumpelstiltskin's choice, which yeah. it's been several weeks now. So remind yeah. me what exactly I just saw he, it like two days ago. So, so remind, remind what exactly he did there. He, the the real Rumpel? Yeah, I mean real, real quote unquote. Yeah, um, he took out his heart to put it in Hook. Right, his Hook needed a heart so he didn't die. Right, I don't know how he has two hearts in his. But yeah, that's whatever. And because and I like I remember liking his line there is like you don't good do the the right thing just because you think you're going to get rewarded yeah. you do it because it's the right thing it's like yes finally <laughs> <laughs> which again he was a redeemed Rumpelstiltskin but obviously he still had growth and that was mm-hmm. he realized his one lifelong weakness he finally overcame it there um, mm-hmm. which was so cool to see I I felt like it was they kept their strongest actors. Well, they kept the actors they had to because of contract purposes. Yeah. But, it but was, they were some of the good ones. They yeah. were some of the good ones. Yeah. And like of, of all the characters, both Rumpel and Regina probably still had unfinished business mm-hmm. to, to do. And I, I, en- I enjoyed the fact that the f- you know this second finale was you know the first finale really much really about Emma because Emma was the main character, mm-hmm. quote unquote. But really, Regina and Rumpel have been the main characters for a long time. Yeah. And not main characters, but they've been. 
everyone's favorite characters for a long time. You know, yeah. and it's, it was nice that they got their endings. Yeah. It, they got their was. epilogue. I mean, we had that from last season, but they this pushed it again. I mean, the whole seventh season, in many ways, at least for recurring characters, were it was an epilogue. Mm-hmm. With Rumple, particularly, we especially got to see his happily ever after. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole their whole heaven theology is a little wonky, but still, you're like, <laughs> it, it works for the show. Yeah, yeah, the Disney theology is heavy, but. <laughs> One both interest and complaint about the characters of season seven two, Facilier. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting character, great performance, great, great performance. The Regina him thing, I'm like, okay, whatever. I always, I always, maybe I missed it somewhere. Like, how did he get here, and why does he have magic? <laughs> how did he keep his magic? Some yeah, magic well, and like I felt like there was more to him. Like we were supposed to get some sort of flashback, but time ran out, or that could be. I don't know. I like he was one of those characters that felt like there's a lot going for him, but. I don't understand you yet. Mm. And then we never got to because whatever plan he had, it was all over when Evil Rumble stabbed him. So, <laughs> so he was—I mean, he was in the addition. I, I think he was the strongest of the um, Frog Prince characters. <laughs> um, not that the other ones were bad, yeah. but he just had a lot more to do. Yeah. I like Naveen. I thought he was... Yeah. I like that actor. I mean, I didn't think there was any bad actors no. in the, this new season. All the new characters, I thought they were pretty well performed. Mm-hmm. The pro- the, yeah, the problem was we had all this history with the old characters and mm-hmm. very little backstory. You yeah. Know, we weren't invested, say, in Tiana's story. as like, she's a queen, but I mean, there was like one backstory for her. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas we've had lots of time to build on the story of Rumple and Regina and so yeah. cared, obviously. I, I felt a little bad for all the new characters and like the, the final <laughs> episodes like, oh, all these new, ba- these old guys are back and all the, everyone from the season's sort of in the right. background. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Except for old Henry, I guess, but still. Yeah. <laughs> Cinderella and her daughter didn't have a whole lot to do. No. It's okay. It, it, I mean. We had two, we basically had two finales for the season. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Henry calling himself was kind of oh that, good yeah yeah that episode was awesome I turned to Natasha like this is the sort of insanity that makes one spawn time uh-huh. Henry calling himself and I mean that the whole sort of like it, it was a great reveal because I think it was just like very early in the episode they they revealed that they were basically had been moved back in time so that they couldn't interact with their old mm-hmm. selves which was pretty clever it was pre- that was pretty clever and the f- final final episode. They finally said, hey, is that Maleficent? Yeah, she found his daughter. I'm like, yes! <laughs> Big, like, blah, blah, take care of. And did you hear who the father was? Yeah, it was Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. So. That was great. Like, because, what? <laughs> because they, that was a long-standing, like, about Maleficent. <laughs> you know, that was, that was pure fan service. That, that, was, was, that like, was great. <laughs> I was happy with that. <laughs> oh, and I, I was joking. I was telling you guys ahead of time, like, that whole scene with the author, where he, yeah. where Henry told basically told his scenes like, and like flashback, it was like you're right. That was a complicated story. <laughs> yeah. the, the timelines alone to make your head spin. <laughs> that, that was great. The final conclusion, though, I was like the whole bringing all the realms together. Yeah, I was like, like, how exactly does that work? And is that a good idea? I mean, <laughs> do all these people have any say in you doing this? Maybe they don't want to be brought into <laughs> modern yeah. America. I, I didn't feel like, I'm like, they all live just fine in their places and I don't understand why or <laughs> how and, this works. And the, you know, we had the whole land of 
untold stories or whatever. What I mean, uh-huh. like, you know how many realms there are? <laughs> There's like not just the ones we saw. There are lots of. You got the Frankenstein realm running around. And, uh-huh. I mean, no. Wonderland. There's and... reasons there's separations. <laughs> <laughs> that was, so that, that whole idea was a little yeah. bizarre. But... Yeah, it's like, I can I see what you're going for for the togetherness thing. You know, the harmonies, uh, elements of harmony or something like that. That's uh, my little pony. That's my little pony, yeah. <laughs> friendship, well, the magic of friendship. But okay. um... <laughs> We have a six-year-old daughter in this house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like... Why not just give give uh, them a gummy ship so they can travel yeah, between worlds? If you want to make better, connect, make better connections so you don't need to find... And, and honestly, traveling between realms this season was way easier. Like, there's this fire ring thing, which you, is awesome. You know, I think they, they took the cue from Doctor Strange. That, that, that looked That's a lot true. like Doctor Strange uh. portals to me. And suddenly all magic beans just, like, make cool Doctor Strange <laughs> and portals. And there's a lot of them. And they're and everywhere. They're and instead of, like, throwing them to sea and it's a big hole, you just throw them, like, anywhere. And there's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it was. I love early seasons, like, there's almost no way to get between realms. And now it's like, oh, well, we just find stuff constantly. Magic <laughs> beans are everywhere. But the trade-off, they cut out the majority of the, like, random magical, this will help you. Yeah, yeah. they did. This it's this, probably worth it. And this season, way. honestly, they did a lot less. Uh, see, the magic bean's like this uh, sonic screwdriver at this point, <laughs> where it's yeah. just there because yeah. you don't want to have to deal with it. Right. This season, it felt like the flashbacks, there were some good ones, but they spent more time in Seattle than present day, hmm. I felt like. At least that's my memory. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was a good thing. Instead of dragging out flashbacks you don't need. Yeah. I, I felt that flashbacks were used in just the right amount this yeah, time exactly. in a lot of ways. That, that's a lot about this. Any yeah. final things about this season particularly that we wanted to touch on before we... Because we wanted to also talk some about the show as a whole. But anything last from this season? Mm, I don't know. I, I thought it was one of the stronger seasons. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. The whole... I remember I I did like... We've been focusing a lot on kind of the latter half, but I didn't. I didn't remember do liking a lot of the um, the stuff with the evil stepmother. Mm-hmm. That, that was good. Yeah, that was that took some surprising turns there. I thought. I mean, classic once upon a time stuff. The import, whole importance of love oh, and, all that and, and stuff. forgiveness and family and mm-hmm. I, and I do have to say the um, Mother Gotha was a very was a very interesting character. It's a new version of though the whole again okay, timelines like so. Wait, she was like. She wiped out all humanity, and then they all evolved back into, or was it just that yeah, realm? I and, and they were like, and there was like medieval people running around in Portland or in like, in like Seattle, Oregon. I feel like it's, that was maybe just that realm. Yeah, I'm but she talked about, about like, oh, they'll they'll evolve out of the sea again, and like, oh, I see that, but it was really, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know about this timeline, especially since everyone was like doing fancy like fairy tale stuff. I don't know it. Yeah, that was, anyways, a little, that was a little strange. Interesting that she was a nymph and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyways, sorry. I suppose, since we talked about Alice, I suppose we should mention, um, Robin was an interesting character, and the, mm-hmm. the friendship between Alice and Robin was interesting. It uh, felt genuine. It like, did feel genuine. More so than... Well, like, we really uh, knocked the Mulan yeah, most Aurora of, for... I mean, just for bad writing, that one. Or uh, Red. I remember Red. Who, was, oh. who did oh, yeah. Red... <laughs> She wound up with someone. Yeah. What was it Dorothy? I don't remember. It was that one was even more stupid. Oh, that's right. I remember. Yeah, that was probably the lamest. Not blue. I mean, we're not fans, obviously, of the les- lesbianism. If you've listened to our podcast before, but um, credit where credit's due, it was at least an interesting friendship, at the very least, to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were, and they were both good characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Though apparently, Alice can just like summon 
cards with her birthday wishes, <laughs> which is kind of awesome. That's cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure it would get very far in an actual forest, but... Yeah. And you and I had said that, uh, what was the name of Henry and Cinderella's daughter? Lucy. Lucy. Yeah. She was not as cool as young Henry. No. <laughs> Henry always need more screen time. Always. <laughs> in every season. <laughs> and she did fine. It's just, yeah. It, it, finding the, a perfect child actor is, is hard. Yeah. But. Um, I do have to say, I thought it was interesting that every villain we've had, no matter how bad they are, you get some sort of sympathetic backstory to show you where they've come from. I just like that about it. I mean, Mm. and with Regina, it ended up like they completely redeemed her character. Obviously they didn't do that with everybody else, like Peter Pan and Mother (laughs) Gothel had Mm. some bad endings, but um, even, you know, Rapunzel. And I mean, it was a shock to realize she was Rapunzel and to see where she came from. I've always liked that about once. Yes. So should we do a retrospective of once in general things? Sure, we should probably, before this you know, goes on too long. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, I've not watched early seasons again. It'd be very interesting to watch some of these, like, Rumple or... I was thinking that, too. Like, man, it has... I don't think I've rewatched really, any episodes of Once Upon a Time. And it's been... This was the seventh season. So, like, going back to way back to the beginning would be really interesting. I remember point. season one being really good. Yeah. And then it getting a little strange. And then... It's going through a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. There are some seasons that are probably... Forget it all around. Like, it's, it was interesting. I thought it was funny at the end of this, they recalled lots of Once Upon a Time history, but Anna and Elsa didn't appear at all. Mm. And they made, tried to make such a big deal out of the whole Frozen thing, and it just <laughs> it just wasn't. So that whole thing could have been cut without really any uh-huh. loss to the whole series. Yeah, it's interesting that even their bad, you know, there's weaker seasons, and that they always try, usually there's something interesting to pull out of it, you know, some sort of this or that, but. Yeah, some seasons just the the conceit itself doesn't work as well. Mm-hmm. And the Elsa on, I mean, again, you have the the love and the trust thing, but just it was like Natasha said, the closer they are to the actual fairy tale, mm. the weaker it tends to be. They did talk about an ice monster though in one of the last episodes. Oh, the, yeah, okay, I can see. It. I think they <laughs> probably did. The way my memory works, the first season I think was one of the, the very strongest ones, mm-hmm. and season two I think was it was, was a decent follow up. Yeah, it was kind of. I, it got kind of muddled in the middle, if I remember right. Yeah, which was a tendency for once, actually, or for a number of seasons. Yeah, yeah. I remember season three. That was Peter Pan. So they spent a long time on that island walking around. You know. Oh it, yes. And I feel like that's again a, a great case where if they had learned to wrap up storylines a lot faster, mm-hmm. like because there was a lot in the Neverland one that was interesting, but it just went on too long. Yeah. Yeah, again, that's a lot of these seasons. There's a lot of good stuff. It's just too long or too complicated or too many magical elements or mm-hmm. weird motives. Like, I remember some seasons, they spend a long time in the middle doing stuff, and then, like, at the end, everything would happen too fast. Yeah, yep. It would be nice if they could have taken some... I'll be very curious to see what the creators will do after this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've really... I'll, I'll be curious to see if they learn lessons from this and maybe apply from this season particularly and apply it to shows down the road. Because like more seasons, season seven would be nice. Like I, I we've said numerous times, the Allison Once Upon a Time in Wonderland was very strong. Mm-hmm. More, I don't know, complete reboot or you know, tightly more tightly done things. Which uh, yeah, if they had a, like a Netflix sort of show. Oh yeah, you do yeah you do all kinds of those things, and sometimes you got interesting opportunities like Land of Lost Stories that 
you feel like they could have done more with. Yeah, and the one thing I had always hoped that they would bring into One Spawn, and they never really did. They played with it a little bit in season two, where they had like people from outside the storybook trying to break break in. Mm-hmm. And I always thought the the idea of exploring the outside world, sort of discovering the fairy tales and the magic, would have been a really interesting plot thread. But they never really did much with that. I they addressed like. it though in the last episode. What 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 might have happened? When, um, Grumpy would kill him. Grumpy was like, intruders! <laughs> that, was, that was so random. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I, was like, I, I didn't know they reacted this way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was strange. But Grumpy can can flip the motions on the turn, turn of a dime. Yes. <laughs> so it was a weird, crazy... Yeah, that was probably show. one of the most wonderful things about Once Upon a Time. The fact that you can have... I remember, I remember I saw an Entertainment Weekly article talking about what's sort of the strangest, craziest sort of summaries you can have. And then they they named some, some great ones, like like at the beginning of the Frozen season, even like... So uh, Robin Hood and the Evil Witch and Prince Charming, just I just saw them fight uh, Ice Monster together. You know, yeah. just the random crazy things that they could do on the show is what really what made it fun. And when it was and fun, it was every, really fun. And how everybody was related to everybody else. Yes. Like Peter Pan was Rumpelstiltskin's dad, and Rumpelstiltskin was... Yeah, I can't even, I can't even begin. <laughs> I, I remember at, at some point I listened to... Uh, one of our old podcasts, I think the main Dear Old Trains podcast, talking about how at some point we would probably wind up seeing how Rumpel's mother was actually like Mother Gothel or something like that. <laughs> and we got, we eventually saw Rumpel's Tiltskin's mother. Yeah. And we saw Mother Gothel, even though they weren't the same people. But <laughs> we saw everyone who, how everyone was related to such and such. How uh, one version of Alice was Captain Hook's, one version of Captain Hook's <laughs> <One> daughter. <laughs> That's how you have to talk about this show. Yeah. <laughs> I love that there are two different hooks at the ceremony at the end. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, at its worst, it had a lot of excesses, but at its best, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And there were certain characters that uh, we just saw a little bit of. You know, Merida came and gone. Mm-hmm. Um, came and went. Tink was a was a recurring character. Cruella shows up way more than you think she ever would. <laughs> you, you can tell which actors they really enjoyed having because like you did not need curl on that last set of episodes that was so random and it's just funny though you know the we sometimes say that that half season with the three witches was wonky one one of the more forgettable ones but you know i always remember cruella's backstory was actually really interesting Uh and that whole author thing came over there which just kept going afterwards the author was worth it that was that was important that was worth that a lot to the series uh, was that the same season? I guess it was. Yeah, because she was in love with the author. Remember, they both came uh, from the same, like, yeah. 1920s. Yeah, that's true. That's right. Same. And, of course, who can forget Maleficent's baby? Exactly. <laughs> um, I felt like the um, the, <laughs> the Underworld uh, story arc, I felt, was actually pretty good, too. Yeah. That one wrapped up a lot of old stories. There was a couple seasons they kept feeling like, oh, this could be the end. Oh, this could be the end. Yeah. <laughs> and they kept finding new things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. I mean... Took time, but the whole evil King Arthur thing—that was, <laughs> that was. I still remember him running. <laughs> we laughed. <laughs> oh boy! Though <laughs> so, sometimes I'm kind of—I told Natasha I was kind of sad that Henry didn't stay with Camelot Lady. Yeah, I mean, his, why not? His first girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. where okay. is she? Is she at? And how does how does Storybrooke have a college? 
<laughs> I mean, yeah. you're like, you should go to Storybook Brook U. And I'm like, what, what, what colleges? <laughs> there was a lot about Storybrooks, like economy and ecology and things that I were very be, confusing. I always thought that'd be, I think we need to make some sort of web comic just about how it works. <laughs> I'm a mayor. Uh, Anyways, it's so, just, it's just a crazy show. It, it really was. It, very entertaining. I'm I'm glad to have taken the journey. I'm sh- I'm not sure Zach would agree that it was, <laughs> was worth it, but uh, it was could be hard to imagine the next fall uh, not having once upon a time <laughs> to poke fun at in, in a way. It was one of those shows you could both enjoy and poke fun at. Yeah, it really good heartily. <laughs> good heartily. So, all right. Yeah. So that's our once upon a time. Recap, a fond look back at a crazy season or show of television. So, who knows? We we didn't really watch all of Once Upon a Time for a weekend hijack, but we covered quite a bit, I feel yeah. like. Maybe half the half the run? When yeah, did we start? We started in that... In the... Was it f- season four midway? I think, yeah, midway through season four, so... About half, yeah. So not, not quite, but close. So, hope you enjoyed listening to the shenanigans... Uh, with us, even if you didn't watch the show, I know uh, yeah. some people listen. I think Nathan listened to some of it, and it's like these right without even seeing it. Probably the show sounds even crazier than it actually is. <laughs> yes, but we had fun talking about it. Well, if you ever, if you ever watched it in heaven, you need to watch it. Regina Rumpel, the actor, actors are just yeah. Robert Carlyle, especially. I want to watch more with Robert Carlyle. Go sure. see Stargate Universe. Yeah, apparently I need to. Yeah. You've told me that before. Good, good show in general. Well. If you like Star old the funny Stargate, don't watch it. But if you like just good science fiction, it's good. It's, so it's much more serious. It's than much more serious. Older Stargate, yeah. okay. Which might be good, honestly. The first season and a half of SG One I've seen kind of bored me sometimes. It was oh, a, a lot of the same sort of stuff. I mean, sci-fi television has come a long way. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's for another day. You can listen to our other hijacks about Babylon Five for that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, But thank you for listening. Until next time, this is Tim. This is Nick. And Natasha. She's still around. She should chime up in the Babylon 5 discussions more often. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.